Hey guys, welcome back to the Financial Flex podcast where we change the way we talk about money. I'm your host, Alex, and happy Friday. We made it through the week, the weekend is in sight, and yeah, like always, I hope everyone is having literally the best day. So today's episode is a little special because in case you haven't noticed, this is my 100th episode. Took me a little bit to get here, but I'm here, triple digits. Um, I kind of can't believe it. A hundred episodes, it's been four years. I've tried to deliver, you know, as many uh, weekly episodes as I could. And I'm just so glad to have made it to 100 because I feel like that's a number a lot of podcasts don't make it to, especially small ones like mine. So I'm just really proud of myself. And I wanted to take a little bit of time to reflect on my journey um, from first starting this podcast to now. Um, just super quickly because I think I need this for a reminder for myself so maybe you know four years from now I can look back when I'm 32 and just remember who I am who I was in this particular time in life um so yeah started the podcast when I was 24 I had recently moved back to Georgia. I was living at home with my sisters and my mom, trying to get my first full-time job. I remember wanting to be in radio so bad and recording videos of myself to send to like directors and, you know, the big shots at radio stations around Atlanta, just being like, listen, this is what I really want to do. And it being radio silent. And so I really wanted an outlet to, I don't know, talk and just chat about things I was interested in. And I was also trying to figure my financials out because it was a rough time. I mean, I just graduated, was working as you guys know, at the mall at BB's, at the Mall of Georgia, which is actually now closed, so that's kind of crazy. So yeah, working at the mall, working as a server, working part-time as an event staff worker at the local park, cleaning bathrooms, picking up trash during the weekends, like just cleaning up after people during um, events, and it was a very humbling time. I'd cry all the time to to John, we were just dating, and I would just cry all the time about how I didn't get a degree to just live like this, and when will my time ever come? Um, you know, I've gone through being let go, going back on the job hunt, finding at the time what was my dream job, working for them for a couple of years, deciding to do something different with myself. Um, During that time, I also decided to get really serious about my money and kind of share my my journey along the way. Um, I know this sounds really corny, but like I've always wanted to be like, oh, I'm cringing saying this. I've always wanted to be kind of like an influencer. I mean, I would never call myself that, but I always just wanted to like inspire people with my journey because I know I, I I feel a lot of times that what I'm going through just I'm going through it and no one else is and that's absolutely not true so you know making the decision to document my journey to getting out of debt um 
So, you know, starting that, doing that by myself, and then eventually, you know, getting married and doing it together with John and taking you guys along through that journey and, you know, getting married, uh, uh, moving into our first place together, and then the pandemic hitting and us having to kind of take a step back and move in with his parents. And you guys have heard me talk about my journey through that. And it's just been such a wild time from making literally $7.25 an hour to, you know, over 80k a year. Like just that journey over the last four years has been like kind of crazy. And I just need to remember that, you know, um, I'm a hard worker and everything that I've done this far, it's it's not because anyone has done it for me. Like I've done the work and I'm so proud of myself and ew, what the heck? I'm crying. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm just really proud of myself and I feel like I don't really ever tell myself that because I'm always looking for like the next thing to accomplish the next thing to achieve I'm very very hard on myself and um yeah I've just always wanted to be great and so it's just or not great but I've always just wanted to like matter um and do something important so just allowing myself to feel very proud of me in this moment so 32-year-old Alex, when you're listening to this, you know, proud of yourself. I don't know where you are or what you'll be or, you know, um, what's going on in 32-year-old Alex's life, but I'm more than confident that it's something amazing and um, whatever you're going through, you will get through it because, you know, you've been through some stuff before and yeah, I'm just very I'm proud of myself. Um, but even more importantly, I just also want to take the time. I mean, I say this to you guys all the time, but thank you so much for listening to me. Like it blows my mind that even one person would want to turn on this podcast and listen to me talk for like 30 minutes at minimum. Um, so thank you guys because you guys really motivated me. Like all of the DMs, texts, like just saying how much I've encouraged you, inspired you to start thinking about your finances and just kind of like do better with that. That means like so much to me. And I'm, you guys are really what keeps me and what kept me going for so long and really kept me, um, held me accountable in some like, a weird way when paying off my debt like I was like I'm sharing this and I have people rooting for me so I can't let them down so thank you guys so much for just being on this journey with me for the last four years um and for every guest who's been on the show thank you so much for taking the time out to just speak with me and share your story on the podcast because ultimately like you guys are what makes the podcast interesting like yeah I'm the host but it's really each guest that's you know taking the time out to speak with me you guys have made um this podcast this show a million times more valuable so thank you so much for that and my last announcement is that I am going to be taking a break from the podcast um as you guys know 
as you guys have heard me say literally a hundred times, this show started with me wanting to get out of debt and documenting my journey to getting out of debt. And now that journey is complete. And now I am working towards a new journey of really trying to build wealth and establish myself and feel like a full grown adult. And I'm just not as passionate about sharing just my story. And so ever since I paid off my debt or we paid off uh, my, my loans in October, I've really been struggling on figuring out which direction to take the podcast. Do I continue to share my journey, share my story? Because there's always going to be something like right now we are trying to save up to buy a house. Um, If and when we decide to have kids and, you know, that's like a whole nother financial responsibility, Um, things like that. So I'm like, do I continue to share my story? And I at this time, I think that There are other stories to be shared. There are other things to discuss. I'm not, you know, closing shop on the podcast, but I just want to really take some time to figure out, okay, well, what direction do I want to take this podcast in Um, and what what will be of most value to my listeners? Because I don't want to do anything that's half baked. And um, I think over the last couple of months, my efforts and my uh, of these episodes have been feeling like that. So um I will you know be taking a little hiatus but I will be doing the work and you know hopefully soon I will come back and you know have a brand new um have a not even a brand new just have like a clear direction of what I want this podcast to be and in, in, in its uh future so yeah I just wanted to kind of give you guys that quick little update um Let's see, other things in life. Um, John and I are back on the house searching train, just trying to figure that out, still trying to save. It's so stressful. I've been beating myself up because I feel like I did everything, quote unquote, the right way. I paid off, we paid off my loans. I was able to, you know, increase my income significantly, you know, doing all these things, and I still can't afford a freaking house. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is so crazy. Um, so if you're someone who, however you were able to do it, get a house, you are literally my hero because it is so stressful right now, but that's really all that's going on in my world. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. As always, the information, views, and opinions expressed during this podcast are solely my own and do not represent those of my employer. Any ideas and strategies contained within this podcast are for informational purposes only and do not constitute like literal legal investment or financial advice. So as always, do your research, talk to a professional. I'm just a girl who likes to talk finance with you guys. So yeah. So I'm sure you guys have either used it, heard of it, but buy now, pay later plans and how everyone is just seeming to be able to purchase their dream life using this payment method. So I just want to kind of talk a little bit about it, give you guys some background on what exactly 
it is, how it works, the pros and cons, and just kind of like my overall thoughts on like how people are using this to kind of fund their dream life. Um, so a quick overview on how it works. Um, so buy now, pay later plans, also known as BNPL, uh, Companies like Klarna, Affirm, Sezzle, those are all buy now, pay later um, companies. So they're basically installment loans that divide your purchases into equal payments. So let's say you're wanting to purchase something for $100. They'll be like, okay, cool. Let's break that $100 into four payments of $25 to make it more manageable. Um, You do pay the first payment uh, typically around like when you're checking out um, online um, and then the remainder of the payment is billed to your debit or credit card until it's paid off. There are some plans who do charge interest and it's primarily used for like retail purchases. So obviously like, you know, when you're online shopping, you know, trying to get your Lululemon on or something like that, that's typically when you're able to use buy now, pay later plans. And honestly, It's actually like expanding into other areas such as like travel. So I know you can buy plane tickets using this method. Um, Gas stations are starting to implement it. And even um, some areas like in healthcare, you're able to, you know, do this uh, installment loan or plan. And honestly, like it's kind of giving me like layaway vibes or it's just like a payment plan. But now I feel like there are these entities that are just kind of like cornering the market and everyone's just you know using like these three or four or five uh uh, companies so buy now pay later like I said it's definitely not a new concept I mean layaway payment plans that kind of stuff has always been around but I feel like it really exploded during the pandemic when everyone was online shopping I mean you're literally stuck in your apartment what else is there to do besides shop because I also feel like that was like a lot of the content people were consuming was like style and people were just like oh like I want to like I'm feeling bored like let me just switch up my style so I'm just going to like buy a whole thing uh, buy a lot of things so yeah BNPL really exploded during the pandemic so quick overview on how it works If you're shopping online during checkout, you'll see an option for it. And then once you've selected it, they'll do um, like they'll capture information like your name and address and you'll provide them with a method of payment to like pay the, the bill. And then the provider may also do like a soft credit check and you'll find out if you've been approved pretty quickly. So, you know, within minutes, you'll know whether or not you've been you've been like approved or whatever. So like anything in life, there are some pros and then there are some cons. I'm going to go over the pros first and then like I'll just go into like the cons. So for the pros, it offers financial flexibility. Like there are people, a majority of Americans barely have $400 cash to cover an emergency. So when you think about larger purchases that are deemed as quote unquote essential, um, BNPL allows you to break down those payments into smaller digestible pieces. So like, let's just say you have a really important uh, family event to attend and you need to fly across the country. Uh, have you guys seen the cost of plane tickets these days? They're literally astronomical. Um, so if you don't have the like $800 to 
pay in full, you can break that down into four uh, payments and it's a little bit more um, manageable. And also another pro is that some companies don't charge interest. So you're not really paying more because interest isn't accruing. So unlike maybe another form of a loan where interest will be accruing, some companies you they don't have that. So it's kind of like, okay, if I'm going to pay $800 for this plane ticket, that's it. Like I don't have to all of a sudden be worried that my $800 is going to turn into like $950 or something like that. So some cons would be that the industry isn't highly regulated. So that means that there aren't, there isn't like a higher power that's like closely regulating and monitoring these companies. Um, so there's not a lot of rules set in place to protect the consumer. So Unlike credit cards, where credit cards, that's a very highly regulated space. Everything gets checked and sent through a lawyer who's advocating uh, for the consumers. Um, BNPLs don't have that. However, that is changing. And the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has opened um, an inquiry into this. So who knows, maybe in the coming months or years, uh, there will be regulations to kind of like monitor these companies because that's kind of dangerous to just have um, to just kind of have this I don't even know what the word is but kind of like just wild wild west <laughs> for these companies to play with and you know a lot of people aren't financially literate or financially savvy so th- they are much more likely to be taken advantage of because like, you know, who's literally reading the terms of of agreement literally the other day um, for the house uh, for our our, like uh, loan applicant or whatever, like the loan officer sent something and I literally just signed it. And John was like, did you even read it? And I was like, no. So (laughs) imagine what you're signing. I don't know when you're using these BNPLs, like it's just crazy. So it's kind of scary to think that like, it's not being regulated. Um, another thing is that unlike credit cards where you can get reward, uh, rewards, rewards, points, and cash back, BNPLs like, don't offer that. So it's like, okay, if you spend $800, there's no 2% cash back or no points. It's just like $800. That's that. Um, and also, if you're not careful, you can find yourself in a lot of consumer debt for items that you really don't need. Now, I know those tops that you saw on TikTok were super cute on the influencer, and you just need to have them. Literally, you need that old navy uh, bodysuit that everyone's going crazy for, but you don't want to put yourself into debt for it, and that's dangerous. So. Um, I've seen a lot of influencers on social media like partner or do ads for BNPLs and there's nothing inherently wrong about that in my opinion like it's that's fine but at the end of the day these influencers are partnering with these companies to promote their services so it's like look you can dress and be like me have my life with just four easy payments ultimately that's like what it is it's like oh my gosh like I love this girl I love her outfit like that's she's so aspirational to me so let me get as close as I can to her by you know potentially being inspired by to, to dress like her right and so these companies they really target gen z with these ads like they're super trendy and these are it's it's 
that Gen Z is like a population that, you know, they're a coming of age. They're new to like finances and credit and, you know, all of these different like loan types. So they're just like a really vulnerable population. But they're like the perfect demographic for these companies because they don't have credit or have much credit history. And with BNPL, like almost anyone can get approved uh, for this loan. So it's, you know, kind of a winning situation for them or just for anyone, really, but more specifically for them. And it can be a really dangerous game like. For the most part, debt is often glamorized or at the very least, in my opinion, it's normalized. Like it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I have all this debt. It's fine. I'll pay it later or I'll just ignore that it's even there. Um, And I have a little stat that like Americans spent more than $20 billion through buy now pay later services and 73% was spent on high fashion to fast fashion brands. So people aren't using BNPL to like cover uh, unnecessary surgery. It's like they're using it to shop. And so that's when, you know, things get a little dangerous. You just want to be mindful about what you're spending your money on and I know some of these BNPL companies, like they are starting to report to credit bureaus. So it could potentially affect your credit if you're not making the on-time payments. I'm not saying not to use like, you know, these services, but what I am saying is just to be mindful of what, um, you know, just don't spend more than what you actually have in your bank account. Um, just try to be mindful. It can be a great tool in helping you manage your finances. Like if you, if you, um, like I said, just need to make things a little bit like you have the money. Let's say you have the eight hundred dollars to buy that plane ticket, but you don't want to just, you know, just drop eight hundred dollars on a plane ticket. You rather space out the payments. Like that makes sense to me. But don't just like if you literally have two hundred dollars in your bank account, don't you know rack up like a thousand dollars worth of clothes on like fashion nova like that may not be the best thing to do but um yeah so that was just a little bit about bnpl um i hope you guys learned something and hope you guys remember to be a little bit mindful when you are spending um so yeah i will talk to you guys don't know when but hopefully it'll be soon bye <laughs>